Today's episode is brought to you by Mazars. Sound Cartel. What do you think drives the performance of the people in your business? Is their attitude one of respect and loyalty? Or do they secretly think you and the management team are complete muppets without a clue? From Sound Cartel, I'm Nicole Goodman, and this is Business Essentials Daily. It's all in your UGRs, or Unwritten Ground Rules, according to Steve Simpson. Steve created the UGR concept years ago. He says they're the perception of, this is the way we do things around here. They're not spoken about openly, so you may never know what's really going on, unless you go checking. But one thing is for sure, Steve says, UGRs are fundamental to the culture of a business. And that can mean the big difference between success or failure. Steve Simpson has seen an increasing focus on the importance of good culture in recent times. So Heather Dawson asks, does he agree with just about everyone else in town that culture, good culture, is vital to productivity and growth? Oh, Heather, I'm with those people that it is vitally important. I think it's such a critical ingredient nowadays. We did some research a little while back, and to be honest with you, we stumbled across this question. We asked people in our research, if the culture of your workplace was to become as good as it realistically could, how much improvement would there be on people's performance slash productivity? We gave people a sliding scale, started at zero because zero is a legitimate answer. You might think the culture now realistically is as good as it's going to get. And then we gave a sliding scale, 10%, 20%, up to 100% plus. And we were gobsmacked with the results because 90% of senior leaders said there would be a 20% or more performance improvement if the culture was realistically improved. 60% of middle managers said there would be 50% or more improvement in performance. So look, and that was pre-COVID. I think since COVID, it's got even more critical but it is fundamentally, it impacts on performance. And I see it as probably the most important thing nowadays. But it does beg the question, Steve, I mean, why don't people do something about it if they already know that there's a problem? It's a really good question, Heather. And I think intuitively many leaders know that their culture might not be quite as good as it could be. But in many cases, I think people feel powerless about what to do about it. And it stems, I think, from a lack of clarity of what culture actually means. If you don't understand something, you can't manage it. If you don't manage it, you become a victim of it. And I think many people feel victims of their prevailing culture, feeling a bit powerless to do something about it. And that's part of the reason we created, or I created, the concept of UGRs, which I think gives people a real practical insight into what culture really is. Well, we'll talk about UGRs in a sec, but you'd also like to draw our attention to the new hybrid context, Steve. So what do you mean by that? Well, the world's changed, hasn't it, thanks to COVID. And we've become more and more adept at uh, using Zoom and Teams and connecting virtually. And it's created a totally new dynamic for the workplace. And whether there is a new normal, I don't know. But part of the new normal, I'm sure, will be a hybrid work environment where not everyone will be in the one location, maybe in the office or wherever, There will be a mix of people, maybe in the office, 
but also other people working from home, maybe even connecting via Zoom in their mobile phone. And that means a much more dispersed workforce, a hybrid workforce, if you like, where it's seldom that people are ever together. And that's got enormous ramifications for culture because when people are all, all in the one building and all, or all in the one floor or all in the one uh, location, it was much easier to get an understanding of the culture and much easier to try and do something about it. And so it just gets more and more complicated. And by the way, Heather, I think we've got to overlay on this the fact that over the past 18 months with COVID, every single one of us on the planet has experienced a mix of emotions, which include fear, uncertainty, and stress. And it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of how much each of us has experienced those. So overlay that on a hybrid context where culture is difficult to understand and manage anyway, and we've got a real challenge for most leaders. Well, your UGRs, Steve, can you just remind us briefly about the UGRs, you know, what they are, and um, how easily a business can be undermined if the people at the top of the business don't really appreciate how other people in the business are thinking? UGRs, unwritten ground rules, and the definition that I give for UGRs or unwritten ground rules is that they are, and by the way, this definition is vitally important. UGRs, unwritten ground rules, are people's perceptions of this is the way we do things around here. The definition is vitally important. Now, some examples of UGRs that I've come across in the workplace include things like, at our meetings, it isn't worth complaining because we know nothing will get done. The only time anyone gets spoken to by the boss is when something is wrong. Uh, the organisation talks about the importance of customer service, but we know they're not really that serious about it, so we don't have to worry about it, and so on. So these UGRs drive people's behaviour, yet they are seldom talked about openly. It's my contention, Heather, that it is the UGRs that constitute culture. Culture is merely people's perceptions of this is the way we do things around here. So culture is as simple to understand as that. It's merely people's perceptions of this is the way we do things around here. Now, the examples I've just shared with you, I've been a little unfair because they're negatively oriented and UGRs are not always negative. Uh, if we have a positive, productive, dynamic team right now, it follows by definition that there are positive UGRs. If we're in an ordinary team right now, it follows there are ordinary UGRs. We're human beings, inevitably we'll get a mix. We'll get some positive, some less than positive, and some in between. The key question that I often put to leaders, and maybe the most important question I can put to leaders is this. Are your current UGRs, that is your culture, are your current UGRs a function of luck or chance, or are they by design? And in my experience, in the vast majority of cases, the prevailing, the current UGRs are a function of luck or chance, where people are thinking to themselves, we're so lucky to have a good boss, or we're so unlucky to have such a bad boss. If only I could get a transfer out of here, I'd be okay. Or if only they could get a transfer out of here, we'd be okay. So that's not good enough when there is such capacity for performance improvement by improving the culture. I think it's a genuine leader responsibility for them to grasp a hold of this and fight for the kind of culture that's necessary for the organisation's future success while making it a great place to work. So Steve, how does a boss, a leader, 
find out whether the UGRs in his business are positive, negative, or even what they are at all? Well, yeah, look, I think there's a necessary first step prior to that, Heather, because we can find out what the current UGRs are. We've had two Australian universities undertake world-first research into UGRs, so I'll share how we can understand the prevailing UGRs in a moment. But a necessary first step is, I think, the leadership team gaining clarity around their aspirational culture. We need clarity and commitment about the kind of culture that's necessary the organisation's future success while making it a great place to work. And my recommendation is we come up with no more than five or six attributes, which we can call values, by the way, and that's our aspirational culture. And we need clarity and commitment around those values or cultural attributes. Very importantly, Steve, how do you find out what the UGRs are? What we can do, and this is based on the research undertaken by two Australian universities, is we can craft what we call lead-in sentences linked to the values to open up a window into the UGRs associated with those values. So I'll give you an example. If we have a value of respect, I wonder how people in an organisation would complete this sentence. Around here, people are treated. If we have a value of constant improvement, I wonder how people in an organisation would complete this sentence around here when someone comes up with a new idea. For a value of teamwork, I wonder how people would complete this sentence around here when it comes to dealing with people from other work areas or around here when you need help. Now, these lead-in sentences we craft specifically for the organisation we're working with because our argument is we need to find out what the UTRs are in relation to those most important aspects of our culture, our values. And we call this a UGRs stock take, where we're tapping into the prevailing UGRs. And when we do this, organisation can do this by themselves, but when we do it, we, next to each free text text box, get people to self-categorise their response as having a positive, neutral or negative impact on the organisation overall. So if somebody writes around here, people are treated like school children, they tick the negative box. If somebody writes around here, people are treated with respect and dignity, they tick the positive box, somewhere in between, they tick neutral. So now we've got two forms of data. We've got quantitative, the percentage breakdown of positive, neutral and negative for each lead in sentence. And we've got the qualitative, which is the words, the, the massively valuable richness of those words bunched up into groups of positive, neutrals and negatives. And Heather, that's immensely revealing for leaders because often for the first time, they're seeing the world through other people's eyes. We're gaining people's perceptions. Remember, that's part of the definition of UGRs, people's perceptions of this is why we do things around here. And there's massive value, massive richness in collecting that as a starting point to really launch a culture transformation where we can get to the point where we are distinguishing ourselves based on our culture, which I think provides so many benefits to so many organisations if they're able to do that. That was Corporate Culture keynote speaker, Steve Simpson. This episode of Business Essentials Daily is produced by the team at Sound Cartel. Thanks for listening. I'm Nicole Goodman. We'll bring you more B Daily tomorrow. Follow at BE Daily Podcast across social media 
and head to bedaily.com.au for more from the Business Essentials Daily podcast. Sound Cartel. This episode was brought to you by Mazars. To find out more, visit mazars.com.au. That's M-A-Z-A-R-S dot com dot A-U.